When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising mm-hmm. Football fever is burning through to my soul yeah. Cats, 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 you're gonna set me on fire mm-hmm. My brain is flaming, but I know just where to go Yeah The bill will be a rockin' And Bosco for your talking Purple love Purple love Bosco boy Oh, just a hunk of hunk of purple love And just a hunk of hunk of purple love Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for our preview of the UCF game. I'm happy to turn the page. Of course, we will be having the live show tomorrow on Zoom. Make sure you're following the Speak Easy account, so that way you can participate in the live show. Look for the Zoom link. It'll be out. Um, it'll be on Twitter in the afternoon. I'll be tweeting about it a bunch. Let's get let's get some folks in the live show for Wednesday, Wednesday 7 p.m. All right, uh, let's get into it. Always going to touch on any sort of news that comes out, breakouts, um, before we get into Chris Common's press conference. Uh, some basketball stuff to start us off. The uh, Big 12 schedule release will be happening next Tuesday, according to John Rothstein. Uh, so we should be seeing how the schedule breaks out. We already know the opponents, um, but I'll be interested in what uh, you know. Big Twelve home games are on Saturday. Uh, there were no big Monday games last year. There were zero ESPN eight PM tip off big Monday games last year. I'd imagine you probably get some more of those. We'll see if they're home games. If they're away games, we'll, we'll figure out what's going on. There, um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm excited for basketball season again. It's a lot of football. We're inside 50 days till tip off out at uh, in, in Las Vegas versus USC. Um, exciting about that. Uh, so we'll hopefully we'll we'll see when it gets released. We'll talk about it on uh, the show next week. The K State. Well, heck. It's uh, it's a bye week next week, so it, it, the schedule will get a little weird. We're going to have a lot of guests on uh, for those five shows. Um, but stay tuned. Uh, I'll, I'll have my eyes peeled on the 26th. Uh, will McNair Jr. final scholarship big man. We, we referenced that a while uh, back, uh, but it is official. He's signed. He's at Shark Week. Um, he's working out with the team. Big man. Original is going to go to Providence. Uh, some NIL stuff uh, kind of fell through. 
Uh, so he came to K-State, came down between K-State and BYU for him. So a little bit of uh, rivalry of BYU heating up uh, because we also took Keys Glover from them as well. Last year he was at Mississippi State, plays 12 minutes a game. Uh, doesn't do it like he's not going to fill up the stat sheet, but he can block shots. He can grab some rebounds. He's going to be a guy who kind of gives you insurance against uh, David Gasson getting hurt or getting in foul trouble. And Jarrell Colbert maybe not progressing as quickly as we like. Uh, going to allow Naquan Tomlin to not have to play a ton of minutes at the five. Kaluma playing minutes at the five. Uh, so honestly. Uh, after some times where I was a little bit nervous, I, I really like this 13 that they have. Um, I'll touch on this. The Mi- Michigan State job officially open. Look, I've seen the fake tweets. I've seen KU fans and Iowa State fans trolling saying, oh, Chris Kleiman interviewing for Michigan State. No, he has not interviewed for Michigan State. Uh, I have absolutely zero worry about it. Yes, his name is going to pop up. On different lists because he's an elite coach at K-State. He has roots in the upper Midwest. Of course his name's going to pop up. I'm not worried. I will let you guys know if I ever get worried. Uh, I think I even said it last year. There are times last year that where I was a little bit worried about the Nebraska job. I will let you know if I'm ever worried. There is nothing to worry about. I've seen fake tweets going around and people believing them. Don't believe any of the fake tweets. Nothing to worry about there. Um, again, I'll let you know if I'm ever worried. A final thing, and we'll touch on it, I'm sure, multiple times throughout the episode. Daniel Green out for the season. I, I talked about it yesterday. Uh, sounds like Chris Cobbins said torn pectoral. Um, it sucks. Absolutely sucks. Daniel Green, six-year guy. You go from wondering if he's ever going to make it to campus to being an all-Big 12 type of guy. Uh, absolutely gutted for him. Um, I know he's going to be around the program rest of this year. He had his surgery. My guess is he's on the field around the guys on Saturday. I'm sure he'll still be going out uh, for the coin toss at times. He's a captain. Um, Wildcat legend, 100%. Colt hero. Again, not not a Ring of Honor guy. Probably not a K-State Hall of Fame type guy, but he's definitely like a foundational piece for that transition from Bill Snyder to Chris Kleiman. Uh, and an absolute big-time player making big-time plays in big-time moments. I mean, he almost single-handedly willed K-State to a win last week in what was his final game as a Wildcat. Uh, so gutted for the guy. But whatever he does uh, after this year, I'm sure he's going to do great at uh, before we talk about man, uh, before we talk about Chris Clemens' press conference, how about a shout out for my guys at Manhattan Brewing Company? They have all sorts of collaboration beers that have gone on tap right now. These guys are doing so much in the community. They're doing so much to be part of the fabric of not only the city of Manhattan but Kansas State University. Um, the guys and gals over at Manhattan Brewing Company truly the best in the business. And that's even before I talk about how great their beer is. You guys know it. You guys love it. I, I'm telling you, it's the best beer in the state of Kansas. I'm going to be there. I'm going to get a couple pints before the game on Saturday. If you see me, come say hi. I'm going to be getting that pumpkin batch. I'm going to be getting the towny wheat. I have no, uh, you know, they, have, they always have so many different beers on tap. I'm going to want to try them all, uh, but you always have to drink responsibly as well. So check out Manhattan Brewing Company. 
this weekend in Manhattan. They always have fun events going on, even when it isn't game day. So make sure you're following them on social media as well. Get a couple pints, get a couple four-packs, get a couple crawlers. Take them to go. Enjoy yourself. Manhattan Brewing Company, literally the best beer I've ever had. Uh, My words, but hey, it's my show. Literally, it's so good. I love them. All right, Chris Clemens press conference. He opens up talking about Daniel Green and how devastating it is and how, how basically how bad it sucks. Uh, he says he's going to you know be kind of like a player coach uh, after he gets out of the hospital after his surgery once he's around the guys uh, and and other guys are going to have to step up again. Um, I think they will. Um, I. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, at different points. But Bo Palmer is going to be backing up Austin Romaine. I think those guys can get it done. Jake Clifton's going to be back for Oklahoma State. At least that's what they hope. That's what we've always been targeting here at Bosco's Boys, for Jake Clifton to come back. Uh, So, uh, you know, the timeline's public. I think when he does get back and up to speed, I think you'll see him playing that Mike spot. Um but, but I, I think we're going to be able to get things done, you know, for this game versus UCF. And then if we have to, Oklahoma State with Austin Romaine and Bo Palmer. Um, it's a little bit out of order, but he did say that Austin Moore is going to be taking the responsibility of calling the plays, audible, and getting folks in coverage and lined up in the right spot. So that will not have to be on Austin Romaine and Bo Palmer's uh, shoulders during the game. Uh, so I like that. I like them stepping up. I'm not overly worried about There are some more injuries. It sucks. It 100% sucks. But this is college football. There's going to be injuries everywhere. Uh, Treshawn Ward, doubtful for the game. I don't think Chris Kleiman mentioned what the injury was. I think, I think I've heard a whisper too that it might be his ribs. Um, again, I imagine he'll be back for the Oklahoma State game. We have a bye this upcoming week, uh, if you didn't know. So that's why we've always been kind of targeting Oklahoma State to get everyone as, as close to as full strength as possible and try to get that win uh, two weeks from Friday night. And then again, Will Howard, questionable, didn't practice on Monday, maybe going to practice on Tuesday, limited as of time of recording. I, I don't know if he practiced or not. Um, but the way he talked about it and how open he was about it, you know, I I think last week or last episode I was like saying, hey, I, you know, I think Will Howard's going to play. We're going to see more Avery Johnson plays again play. I don't know. I I <laughs> it's funny. After I recorded that Q and A uh, episode that evening, I, I started hearing some things. I'm like, well, shit, maybe Avery Johnson's going to start. Um, and I still think I, I think I'm actually 55, 45. Will's going to sit this one out. Get that extra week uh, to rest and be back for Oklahoma State. And they're going to go with Avery. Uh, and, and Chris Common said, if Avery starts, Jake Rubley will play as well. Um, but now that Chris Common's openly talking about it, part of me is like, okay, like he's kind of, you know, setting up the jab and he, and Will is going to play. I, I'm at this point, I, I can't confidently say one way or the other. My gut's saying like 55-45, Will Howard will not play in this game. Um but, you know, we're, we're just going to have to keep an ear to the ground and he- figure out if we can uh, hear some more stuff throughout the week. Um, the hope is to get Duffy out there. Uh, the the question is going to be conditioning. Uh, Duffy thinks he, he can go about 35 plus snaps. 
Chris Kleiman saying, hey, about 20, 25. So I'd look for him to be anywhere between 20 and 35 snaps on Saturday. Really said that where that's going to help out is the communication. Being able to have uh, Duffy on the right, Cooper Beebe at his best spot at left guard. It's going to help communication. Beebe calling stuff out on the left. Uh, Christian Duffy calling stuff out at the right. Hopefully we can get a good 20, 30 plays from Duffy. Uh, and then, like I said, he, he can be full go versus Oklahoma State. Uh, talking about the Missouri game, we all know it. Uh, he really called out a lot of missed opportunities uh, for the offense, either to turn four-yard plays into big plays and really kind of said there were some missed opportunities on third down. Uh, he, he, really, he really called it out. He said that the glaring weakness of the game, however, was the secondary. Um, and we talked about it. You know, the safeties were not great. Uh, Kobe Savage had a decent uh, PFF grade. Um, Will Lee had a decent PFF grade, but Jacob Harris did not have a good game. VJ Payne did not have a good game. Marquis Siegel did not have a good game. Um, and, and it sounds like a lot of it came down to communication and eye discipline, which goes back to getting beat on those play-action passes. Those were things that Chris Kleiman specifically called out. Communication and eye discipline. When you don't have those two things, you're susceptible to getting beat bad on play-action pass uh, because you're ball-watching instead of taking care of your assignment. Um, He was asked about uh, Anthony Frias and, and whether or not he would be in the pecking order behind DJ Giddens on Saturday if Ward can't go. Uh, he specifically said that LeJames White and Jordan Shippers would be the next guys up. Those were the two running backs that traveled with DJ and Trayshawn to Missouri. So look to those two guys spelling DJ Johnson. Or I, DJ Johnson. I think I probably said that a couple times. I saw DJ Johnson at the Missouri game. I chatted with DJ Johnson at the Missouri game. So that's why DJ Johnson's on my mind. I apologize. I apologize. Look for those guys to be spelling DJ Giddens. DJ Giddens. DJ the Blue Jay Giddens. Um, look for those guys to spell him. Um, so I apologize for saying for, for, for that. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't look for a lot of Frias. I wouldn't look for a lot of Joe Jackson. I know fans are excited about Joe Jackson. I'm not going to be looking for him to uh, play a big role, but I've been wrong before. Um, again, uh, talking about Austin Romaine and Bo Palmer, sounds like that, uh, they have been practicing the Mike backer a ton in the spring and in the summer and now in the fall, because they are trying to lay off, uh, practicing Daniel green so much. So they're just going to have to step up and do it on a Saturday versus on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I think they'll be all right though. I, I truly do think so. Uh, he confirmed the timetable for Jake Clifton, still uh, a week out for him, which would put him back for the Oklahoma State game since there's a bye week next week. Asked about the closest comp to UCF's uh, offense is Texas Tech, uh, but mainly about how fast they want to go and how, uh, how quick they move. Really talks about how UCF wants to run the ball. I think that's definitely going to be the case with them having to go with their own backup quarterback. Luckily, we've been pretty good uh, defending the run, but it is going to be a lot of read option. It is going to be, and then he gets into it later, a lot of gadget plays, a lot of trick plays, and they're very good at that. Uh, That worries me a little bit when we talk about the uh, 
eye discipline for this team. When you're talking about that, that's too much ball watching, and that could lead you susceptible to giving up big plays in the read option. That's going to lead you susceptible to giving up big plays on a reverse or you know end around jet sweeps, any of these sort of gimmicks. And that, that has me a little bit worried. Um, I think they're going to step up to the uh, to the task. I, I, I think they're going to be fine. But again, some of the things that UCF wants to do plays into some of the weaknesses K-State uh, showed versus Missouri. Now, the good thing is they don't have an all-world future first-round draft pick at wide receiver. Uh, maybe another pro as well, um, like we saw versus Missouri and their guys out wide. Um so you don't have to worry about that as much. But again, if you're getting toasted, if you're looking in the backfield, they can hit you with a play-action pass. They can beat you with a gadget play, trick play, and they could make things tough in the read option. So uh, the defense is going to have have to have better technique uh, in this game. Uh, talked about how to combat that. K-State's going to have to slow things down a little bit more than they have been this season on offense. Um, I, I, I do think that, hey, especially if this is a game that K-State gets out early, if this is a game that K-State can score first, get up by two possessions, I think you could see old school Courtney Messingham, Bill Snyder offense taking it down to five seconds on almost every play to really try to choke that game out. K-State fans are going to hate it. There's going to be grumbling about it in the stadium. I'm sure there's going to be grumbling about it on Twitter and message boards. Uh, but I, I, if you can get up by two possessions, I think that is a, a good call. Uh, talking about Avery Johnson, they said, hey, they just wanted to get him a handful of snaps. It just kind of worked out that the the part of the game plan that they wanted to do was really run heavy with Avery Johnson. Um, and he even said that Colin Klein was pissed uh, because there's some misalignments and there's some misassignments on a few of those plays where it could have been a much bigger play. Um, but if Avery is the guy, Chris Common says he's going to spin it around. He says that he's not just a running quarterback. If he indeed is going to start on Saturday, he's going to spin it around. He's going to throw the ball. So I, I think that kind of dispels any sort of nerviness about like, okay, it's Avery. We're going to have to run the ball 45 times. I don't think that's the case. I don't think anyone truly thought it was the case. I think some folks probably just wanted to see him throw it uh, versus Missouri. I think we're going to see it on Saturday, regardless of it's Avery starting or if Will Howard's going to start there. Um, I think we're going to see Avery tossing the ball around. He also made sure to point out and say, hey, the stage is not too big for Avery Johnson. I don't think anyone thought so. I think Avery's going to be elite, and if, if we're going to need him to come in relief or to start the game off, I think he can lead us to a victory. Um, some, some things that kind of caught my eye, I was able to listen to a little bit of uh, Gillum, uh, Kobe Savage, uh, and Marquis Siegel. Uh, they had some press availability. I was able to you know catch up some of it on uh, YouTube. I think KC Online posted it. I know GoPowerCat also posts stuff. Ema Online posts player stuff. Uh, so get on YouTube. You, you'll be able to hear some of the breakout sessions as well. Uh, Gillum was saying that... Uh, it, it's good that the fans have these high expectations, that the guys have high expectations, and that the expect, expectation is them for, to, to win every single game. Um, talking about, hey, you know, that, that's what happens. You're going to be disappointed anytime you drop a game at K-State because those expectations are there. And I agree with them. Again, I don't think, and, and again, I, 
in the immediate aftermath, some of the stuff I saw on Twitter on message boards, I, I think it was okay. You know, it's the traditional losing a game meltdown. But it's good to have that meltdown. It is good to be emotionally invested and have a fan base that is so emotionally invested. Now, I, I think it's kind of dumb that some folks, you know, again, I think some folks take it too far. I think some folks are a little bit more hyperbolic than you need to. You don't have to go to attend to get your point across every single time. I know that's rich coming from me, but hey, I said it. I'm not taking it back. Um, but I, I think I think Gilliman, I think I, and I, I truly do think, and, and I think Chris Kleiman gets this. I think the guys on the team get it. I don't think that this group is like seeing some of the stuff on Twitter on message boards and be like, well, the fans hate us. Everything's over. Uh, you know, if they say anything negative, you know, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna feel some sort of way towards the fans. I don't think that's the case. I think I think Chris Kleiman one time made a mistake in the media and said, "Hey, I need you guys uh, to be a little bit more positive." I think he phrased that wrong. I think he was meaning to say, "Hey, we we need the fans to be more positive." I think he was trying to talk to the fans through the media, but I don't I, I don't think he's ever gonna make that mistake anymore. I don't think the players are gonna make that mistake, and I think they understand. Hey, at K State. We have now risen to a level where any loss is going to be met by a little bit of a pushback, a little bit of a meltdown. Because, hey, the expectation for this season was to get back to Arlington. It was to be a 10-win team. It was to be a top 15 team again. And when you lose that and when you lose all the momentum that you had from last year and built up through the first two games, there's going to be a little bite. There's going to be a little sour. There's going to be a wasp sting. Um, it happens, and I think that these players and, and the coaches understand that. That's not to say open season, be an asshole on the internet or anything, but I think they understand what comes along with this territory. Uh, he also said that, hey, there's confidence in Avery. Uh, you know, He's someone who is 18. It's going to be tough for him to step in there, but the offensive line has a ton of confidence in them, as they should. He's an elite talent. Um, is he going to play perfect on Saturday if he's starting? No, he's not, but he's going to make some electric plays. Uh, Kobe Savage, he said this a couple times, but they have a pissed-off confidence coming into this week. Um, and, and good, they should be pissed off. They should be pissed off, and I'm I'm glad they're kind of embracing it. Explains um, what hurt them in uh, play action. Mar- uh, Marquis Siegel echoed that as well. Um, and they both uh, echoed a lot of confidence in a guy like Austin Romaine, uh, saying that a lot of folks are going to push him along. Uh, all right, before we move on, and, and I'll kind of dive more into my own thoughts about this game upcoming, shout out to our friends, Charlie Hustle. Now, look, I'm not I'm not trying to give too much love to our opponents, but uh, the UCF collection over at Charlie Hustle is Really good in our in our new friends, the Central Florida Knights. Definitely not the Golden Knights. The Central Florida Knights. Uh, they they bought up like crazy the Citronaut shirt, and man, is that a good shirt? Uh, look, I think it's always fun to take a look at uh, some of the stuff that Charlie Hustle has. Of course, I'm buying uh, more K State official license stuff. I just bought another new crew neck, uh, and of course, I also have the Arrowhead collection, the Casey Hart, the I- Kansas City icons, all that type of stuff. You can't go wrong with anything at Charlie Hustle. Uh, and we're going to have a giveaway this week. Be on the lookout. Go check out Twitter. We're going to have something posted there. Let's get you guys a free shirt from Charlie Hustle. All right, similar to what we said after the Tulane game last year, and I think it was in this part of the show going into that Oklahoma game where, where I truly say, hey, look, 
Nothing is off the table. Everything is still there for what we want to accomplish. And the same thing is true now versus last year. Now, again, I said it uh, in both episodes so far this week. I'll say it again, and I probably will say it again during the live show. This Missouri game is so far since we started this show five and a half years ago is the football loss that is the most frustrating to me, the one that makes me the most mad, the most angry, that's going to haunt me. That game absolutely sucked, and I am so mad about it. I mean, I think it even surpasses Vanderbilt. I think we really are getting into like the Auburn game territory. Like We're, we're talking about, for my money, one of the most disappointing and angering and frustrating and depressing losses uh, of all time. I, I, I truly put this up there. It's not, no, it's not. At a 2012 Baylor, 98 Nebraska, or 98 A&M, or 97 Nebraska, or 2000 Oklahoma, or, you know, any, it's, no, it's not like these monumental things that cost us a chance at a Big 12 title or a national title, but when it's just frustrating losses, things that just make you mad, it's just a thorn in your side, this game is one of them, but it doesn't matter, you win, you you go 3-0 to start Big 12 play. And you are 3-0 when TCU comes to town. And again, it's going to be a long time. We're going to go four weeks in between seeing a game in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. We have this game on Saturday, the bye week, two road games before TCU comes to town. It's going to be a long break. But if you can be 3-0 in the Big 12 when TCU comes to town for that Big 12 title rematch... Everything we want is going to be back on the table. The atmosphere is going to be back on the table. The momentum is going to be back on the table. Everything we want will be back. In the Missouri game, in the grand scheme of things, just like the two-lane game last year, despite being a thorn in our side, being something that we're pissed off about, every time we think about it, will cease to matter. Everything from here on out, Big 12 play. You start off right, you take care of business, it's all out the door. This team belongs in the conversation, in contention, for that first Saturday in December in AT&T Stadium. And it begins with this game versus UCF. There's going to be a ton of guys who are going to be playing that usually wouldn't in this game. We, we talked about some of the injuries. We talked about guys who are being going to be banged up. I think, you know, like I said, I'm backtracking from where I was in the Q&A show. I, I think Avery Johnson, gun to my head, if I had to predict it, I think Avery Johnson will probably be the snart, starter. We're going to see some Jake Rubley. Behind DJ, we're going to see LaJames White and Jordan Shippers. We're going to see Austin Romaine. And we're going to see, you know, Bo Palmer. We're going to see all of these guys. We're going to need them to step up. That's really the guys. These are going to be the players I'm keying in on. I want to focus in on and see how these guys who usually we didn't think we were going to have to depend on a ton this year. Hey, look, it's college football. It's a violent game. It is a game played between guys 18 to 24, I guess 25, 26 with the COVID rules. But guys are going to get hurt. It happens. That's football. But I'm going to be dialing in on these guys because, hey, it is a primetime game. The atmosphere not going to be nearly as juiced as I wanted it to be, what I thought it was going to be, what it should have been. But it's still going to be a decent atmosphere. Let's see how these guys perform when the lights are at their brightest. Um, and, and I've also, you know, look, I, I, I've detailed a ton. You know, I, I've talked about it on the show. People are starting to put it on Twitter. It, it's nothing new. K-State almost never plays the entire season with just one quarterback. I get it. And look, 
UCF's playing with their backup quarterback too. This is what college football is about. It sucks. It really sucks that even if you know Will Howard does play, if I'm wrong, if he ends up starting, and again, I'm only 55-45. It's basically a coin flip in my head whether or not Will Howard's going to play or not. We're going to see a lot of Avery Johnson. And we're probably going to see some Jake Rubley. Uh, but this is just how it goes. UCF is on their, their backup quarterback too. This is just the way college football is. And if you want to be a good team, if you want to be a team that's consistently competing for conference championships, we saw it last year. Number one, QB1 goes down, QB2 steps up in a big way. If you want to be a team consistently competing for those championships, for those conference championships, you have to be able to win these games when you're playing with some of your backups. Now, I will be looking to for K-State to make a statement. Uh, I'm going to talk about it in the keys to V, but I think... I think they need to get their bite back. I think they need to get their bounce back. They need to get a little bit more swagger going. I think they need to make a statement in this first game, this first Big 12 game for UCF, um, and and they need to get it going. So I'm really going to be dialed in on that. I'm going to be seeing if they're chirping, seeing if they're celebrating. I'm I'm going to be watching that because I think they need that swagger back. Uh, With Duffy finally hopefully coming back uh, in what I'm guessing is going to be a run-heavy game, um, it's time to start dicking around. It's time for the offensive line to dominate and taking care of business. Again, that when we're on offense, I, I'm going to be di- dialed in on uh, right tackle, whether it's Willis, seeing if he can bounce back, have a, another good game. He had a decent game. He had an okay game versus Missouri. Um, and, but I want to see if we can get that offensive line fixed. And then, um, look, on defense, you got to keep the, the good run defense going. Uh, one of the better run defenses – uh, when it comes to stats in the nation right now, got to keep it going because that's what UCF is going to want to do. Uh, but they're going to use trickery. They're going to try to test that eye discipline. So that's going to be a big one. All right, let's get into my four keys to V. We'll grade these um, on Saturday unless I go rogue similar to last week. I, if I go rogue again, I mean, we might as well shut down the podcast. I'm just going to get really into lawn care. Um, the first one is be the more explosive team. Look, I'm, I'm hoping we hit some more home run plays. And I'm hoping we put a lid on their offense from being able to pick up massive chunk plays, long touchdowns. Because, look, they're not great in the red zone. Um, I, I think that we're going to have a chance to do a little bit of bend, don't break. Uh, Chris Kleiman talked about, hey, they're going to get to the red zone. They're going to have uh, – they're going to pick up yards. When the ball is tipped, you got to intercept it. When the ball's on the floor, you got to go down and get it. Uh, when you get a chance to get a sack, you got to bring him down. Basically, the inverse of a lot of that Missouri game, we have to get done. Um, so, uh, forcing them to go down, forcing to be a little bit of bend, don't break, uh, and not giving up those big plays is going to be massive. And again, let's hit some home runs ourselves. You know, a lot of talk about, okay, hey, Deuce Vaughn's gone, uh, Malik Knowles gone. Uh, how how do we get those home run plays? Is it Avery, you know, making these big runs? Is he going to be able to unlock Keegan Johnson a little bit? Can we get a forty five yard touchdown from Philip Brooks? Can DJ the Blue Jay Giddens put his shoulder down, tightrope, and go for 45, 50 yard run? Uh, I'm going to be dialed in. That's something I'm going to be watching for. Number two. Make a massive special teams play, whether it's taking a kick back, blocking a kick, having a super long field goal. Uh, we just need something to point to and say, hey, that was a massive play on special teams that helped us win. Uh, I don't think special teams were bad versus Missouri, but again, we miss a 55-yard field goal. They hit a 63-yard field goal or whatever it was. 
Uh, you don't bust a massive return for a score. You had some okay ones. Uh, you did okay punting, pinning them deep, but not great. You didn't force a turnover. You didn't block any kicks. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for that massive highlight play. I'm looking for a play that turns someone into a Big 12 uh, you know, special teams player of the week. Uh, number three, get your swagger back. Quite frankly, K-State did not play the villain last week. K-State did not deal with being the hunted very well. You're at home. You just got punked in Columbia. You need to come back with that fire. Come back with that villain energy. I know you're at home, but you're going to have to play the bad guys. Again, that is that edge. That is that something that K-State, when they were at their best last year, they were the villains. They were celebrating. They were taunting a little bit. They were getting in your face. They were trash-talking a little bit. Again, you lose, that's what happens. But everyone's seen the viral videos of the Missouri students. Everyone's seen the viral videos of the Missouri players at the end of that game. And throughout that game, quite frankly, K-State needs to get that villain energy back, get that swagger back, and really play with that emotion uh, that K-State, when they're at their best, that's what they're playing with. And then finally, don't turn the ball over. I don't know. I mean, we haven't. We, we, we haven't had a clean game yet. Let's take care of the ball. Uh, again, I don't mind. And, and again, I, I, I've said it with uh, Will Howard. And, and I'm going to say it you know, with Avery Johnson as well. I don't mind testing them. And, and I understand that, hey, sometimes interceptions, sometimes turnover happen when you do that. But let's play a clean game. Let's make this a as close to a perfect game as we can. Go into that bye week, build on that, and then take down Oklahoma State in Stillwater, something that we haven't done in way too long. So don't t- turn the ball over. Get your swagger back. Make a massive special teams play and be the more explosive team. Those are my four keys to be. All right, let's get into the picks to click, guys that I'm dialing in on, guys who I think are going to have a big game before we get to our picks and then we get out of here. I've mentioned him a couple times, and I even you know called him the wrong DJ at the top of the show. But I think DJ, the Blue Jay Giddens, is going to have a massive game. I think he's going to have a special game. Again, he's going to have to step up and be that workhorse on this team because it sounds like Treshawn Ward isn't going to play. I think DJ is capable of it. I think we've seen DJ have some big time games, but he's going to have to, you know, wear down the body a little bit more than we have seen so far in his career because for the first time he's going to be the indisputed guy. He's not going to be, you know, a, a split backfield. It is not going to be 1A 1B. He's not going to be backing up Deuce Vaughn. DJ Giddens is the guy on Saturday, and I'm looking for him to have a big-time game. And then the other one is Kobe Savage. Look, I think he took the Mizzou game personally. I think he should have taken the Mizzou game personally. While he had a good individual game, he said it himself. He's a team captain. He's in the secondary. So when the secondary has a performance like that, he has some responsibility. He took that personal. He has that pissed off energy. And I like that from him. I think the entire defense needs to embody that. And I think he's going to have a massive game. Uh, I, I would look for him to have uh, either a forced fumble or an interception. I think I think Kobe Savage is going to have an absolutely massive game. So DJ Giddens and Kobe Savage are my two picks to click. All right, let's get into uh, pick them. Uh, sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. Again, I'm going to be there before the game. You should stop by as well. 
Uh, don't worry about me. Make sure you're getting a couple four packs. Make sure you're getting a couple crawlers. Get a couple pints straight from the source before you go and tailgate. Hey, and be a good tailgater. If you're going to someone else's tailgate, show up with a couple four packs. Show up with a crowler or two, and you're going to be the most popular guy at that tailgate. Manhattan Brewing Company. Hey, it's where game day starts. It's where game day ends. It's the best brewery in the state of Kansas. The best beer. I'm going to crack open a pumpkin batch after I get done with this episode. It was not a good week for either of us, you know, the Boneheads or me on Pick'em. Again, uh, 10 and 5 for me last week. Not very good, but the Boneheads were even worse. 8 and 7. Almost having a losing week. And we don't pick against the spread here. We're just picking winners. That brings the Boneheads down to 28 and 17. And I'm sitting at... 33 and 12. There actually were a couple really close games that I have to check on real quick. Um, you know, hey, we're, we're back in this. We are now, uh, you know, that's what happens. That's what happens. Also, a lot. Oh, we have, <laughs> we have a 50 50. Uh, that's amazing. Um, that's what happens. You know, uh, conference plays here, so we have a lot more games than usual. Uh, the first one, this is what I'm calling the Big 12 game of the week. Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Look, uh, there's better teams playing, but I think this game is going to have massive implications on either Gundy or Campbell. Um, I think both of these coaches could find themselves fired by the end of the year. Uh, I think this is going to be a massive get-right game for one of them to try to get a little bit of momentum. The Boneheads took Iowa State 51%. Uh, I've been going back and forth, and I'll just go opposite of the boneheads on this one. Originally, I was going to say Oklahoma State, uh, or Iowa State, excuse me, um, but I went Iowa State. I'm going to switch it to Oklahoma State. Uh, This is going to be like a trash game, but I think it's going to have a lot of implications for the future of both of these programs. I'll go opposite of the boneheads. I'll let you guys get a chance to get one back at me. Uh, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. I think we're going to have Philip Slavin of the 1012 Network give a Game of the Week primer for this one. All right, big noon kickoff. Oklahoma going to Nippert Stadium at the University of Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a fun atmosphere. I think it's going to be a cool-looking game. I think Oklahoma wins big. I wanted to jump on the Cincinnati bandwagon, but they lost to their arch-rival Miami of Ohio last week. Uh, so I think it kind of is a, okay Pitt just fucking sucks, uh, and Cincinnati is who we thought they were. And quite frankly, we I probably think West Virginia is probably who we thought they were as well. Uh, we'll talk about them uh, playing Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, I think Pitt just sucks. Eat shit Pitt, as the uh, West Virginia fans like to say. Boneheads, Oklahoma, 91% of Oklahoma big. Battle for the Iron Skillet. SMU going to TCU. This is the last one in this series for a while uh, because Sonny Dykes and the TCU administration are pussies. They're cowards. They're absolute fucking losers for not playing this game. They're choosing not. They, they said, hey, we're done with this rivalry for a while. And I get it. TCU fans try to say, this is before SMU to the ACC was announced. Oh, you're beneath us. Oh, your facility sucks. Blah, 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 blah. No. That's just coward bullshit talk. Anytime a rivalry... And here's the thing. There wasn't even a dynamic that changed. This was just TCU deciding we're done. Because they had already left the conference. Uh, you know, that that already happened. And it wasn't, TC, it wasn't SMU saying, oh, you left the conference, we're done playing you. No. 
Absolute bullshit. Um, TCU, they're going to win this game. Boneheads agree, 75%. But absolutely cowardly behavior uh, ending this series. Um, I hope it comes back. BYU at Kansas. It's going to be a sold-out David Booth Memorial Stadium. I think there's going to be a ton of BYU fans. I think this is going to be the most away fans Memorial Stadium in Lawrence, Kansas has seen outside of a K-State game since Nebraska left the conference. I think it's going to be 65-35, maybe 60-40 KU to BYU fans. It's going to feel like a neutral site game. There are going to be a ton of BYU fans there. Um, I think KU wins. Boneheads disagree. They have BYU 61%. I think KU wins, but I think there's going to be a ton of Cougar fans in the house. Texas Tech at West Virginia. Uh, Texas Tech is, are they one and two? Yeah, I think they're one and two, Um, but I think they take care of business. I think this is their get right game. I think Texas Tech takes care of business at West Virginia, but what a fun scene. The backyard brawl was at West Virginia. Um, I think that should be, I, I said this on Twitter last year. I think I said it on Twitter again this year. I think that the backyard brawl should be that Thursday night college football opener every single year. That should be a college football tradition. Absolute electric atmosphere. I think that's what should happen. Same Houston at Houston. Uh, snoozer, Houston wins. Uh, Boneheads have Houston 79%. For the first time ever, we have a 50-50 game. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Boneheads, literally 50-50. There was, because uh, we had, what, 206 votes on that game. 103 votes for the Irish. 103 votes for the Buckeyes. A true 50-50. The Boneheads will get a win on this game regardless. I'm taking Ohio State, though. I'm not a believer in Notre Dame. Uh, I think Ohio State wins this by two scores. I, I, I know they're still trying to figure out some stuff as well, but I think Ohio State rolls in relatively easy fashion. Um, a future uh, Mountain West Classico, Oregon State at Washington State. Both teams are ranked. I think both teams are a little fraudulent. I would love to play either one of these two teams in a bowl game this year. I think Oregon State wins. I think it's a close game. Like I said, a future Mountain West Classico. I'm glad both teams are ranked. I hope I would love it if one of these teams could win the Pac-12. I don't see it. I think both teams are fraudulent. Uh, but I have Oregon State winning. Colorado at Oregon. The Boneheads have Oregon 83%. I'm going with Oregon as well. Things might have looked a little bit closer. Travis Hunter uh, it wasn't out for the season. But having to go to double overtime with Colorado State, who's not very good. I think the Ducks pour it on. I think it's Oregon by more than 20. UCLA at Utah. Real West Coast heavy uh, this week. I got Utah. Um, I, I have Utah closer, though. So, you know, closer than the experts think. Uh, Boneheads have Utah 88%. Florida State at Clemson. Again, I think this is going to be a close one. I don't think Clemson is as bad as, you know, they looked versus Duke or at Duke. I do think Florida State ends up pulling away by 10. Boneheads at Florida State, 85%. Virginia Tech at Marshall. Boneheads going Virginia Tech, 68. I'm going Marshall. Marshall, the Thundering Herd, wins that one in Huntington, West Virginia, I believe is where it is. So I have Marshall beating Virginia Tech. Ole Miss at Alabama. I'm taking Mississippi. I'm taking Lane Kiffin. I'm having Saban drop two home games before October. The Boneheads think I'm crazy. 
they are taking Alabama. Um, oh, we, we had a little bit. Hold on. Hold the phone. What game were we missing? Oh, Baylor at Texas. This That was the game that we were missing. I, I knew I was missing a Big 12 game. Baylor at Texas, probably the last uh, game that these two play. I have Texas, of course. Um, so do the Boneheads. Um, or No, it's Texas at Baylor. Texas at Baylor. I, man, look. I would love nothing more than Baylor to win this game. It's not going to happen, though. Texas, big. Uh, and then the K-State game. Look, UCF fans tried to take over the poll. Bonehead set, stayed strong. 76% on K-State. Look, I think K-State's going to win this game. I've gone back and forth with the score since finding out some of the injuries. I think ultimately K-State slows the game down. I think they're relatively successful versus UCF's rush defense. But it's going to be a close one. I have K-State 27, UCF 23. K-State has another big night uh, in the red zone, forcing some field goals. Uh, UCF gets in a few times. Uh, two touchdowns, three field goals. 27-23, K-State wins the game. Again, if all things were equal, if K-State was healthy, uh, I do think UCF uh, down their quarterback. I think this would have been more of like a 31-20 type game. Uh, but I'm going 27 27- 23 K-State. It should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. I understand why some folks are getting nervous. I I understand all of that. But I think it's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. I hope a lot of you guys are in the stadium. If you see me, say hi. Always love talking to the boneheads. Um, But yeah, 27-23. I think K-State gets it done. Um, That's all we have. Participate in the live show. We'll have a whip around on Friday. Pretty sure I have just about every segment booked. Um, Hopefully you'll be hearing a lot less of me in this one. Um, But that's all we have. Uh, For Chauncey, for all the boneheads, we love you guys. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight.
Network.